What's up, everyone? This is Inspire Living with Rodney and Steve. Today, our guest is Damaris Pinedo, owner and founder of Just Juice for Life. It's a local organic juice bar, and she's just now um, moving or opening up a new place, right, over on uh, on University? Yes. yes. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit. Let's just start out. Tell us how you got into this business to begin with. Okay. So, hello. I got into this, I guess, lifestyle really about nine years ago. Uh, my background is actually in laboratory. I worked at Strong for almost nine years screening for cancer inside of pathology. And one of my cousins got sick with ovarian cancer. And I became on her, became her primary caregiver. So uh, that was a difficult time <laughs> during all of our lives, of course. But I was, you know, working full time. I was actually getting my master's at the Simon School. And then my cousin got sick, so we moved her family up from Florida in with us. So that was lucky I had a nice big house at that time. And, um, you know, I started the journey with her, and, and it was a lot. And I think I got into juicing more, not only because of her, really selfishly for myself, because I was looking for more of a mental, spiritual cleanse. Uh, being a caretaker is just something that... It's definitely the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, for sure. Sure. You know, you know, we love the person, too, and to watch them suffer is hard enough, but um, sometimes people are difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. It adds a new dimension uh, to things, and it was a hard time for all of us to get along all the time, so just to keep my sanity, I started researching this when I came across juice fasting. So you you did you created juice fast you started juice fasting mainly for her health at first to help with for my for, health for your health <laughs> and, then, and then and then you and then yeah pass it on you, to her and you saw it would help fight against cancer or help with all that stuff yeah all sorts of stuff I mean yeah. so the mental clarity I suffer from a lot of severe digestive issues I mean mm-hmm. I had an upper GI colonoscopy by the time I was twenty years old um, was always complaining crying stomach pain. And I felt amazing. <laughs> I went right. to this for 10 days and I was just like, yeah, I had more awesome. energy than ever. And all these other symptoms were kind of disappearing. So I was just like, oh snap, this is something I need to share with people. So it's something I started doing for my cousin too, because sometimes when people are going through treatment or they're sick, whatever it may be, they're not always hungry, they don't have an appetite, but they're usually thirsty. Mm-hmm. So if you could find something at least that's nutrient dense they're getting, at least it's you know, helpful. And there's so Definitely. much, so much nutrients in juice, like fresh juice, like it's just it's packed full. Um, Sidey and I spent some time like doing juicing. We have a juicer here, and I definitely feel amazing when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I, I don't know what it is. It's like it's like I'll, I'll do it for a while, and we'll do it, and then we fall off, and it's like we'll do it again. And we're like, why do why did we ever stop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just adding that stuff in that you oh, don't yeah. normally get, or I don't yeah, normally get. A lot get. Of I'm not going to eat that many vegetables or right. fruit a day, so getting it all in one shot. And having it raw, too, mm-hmm. which is pretty major as well. Because a lot of people, if they do eat fruits and vegetables, a lot of times they overcook it. Mm-hmm. So to be able to right. get it in its raw form, now you're kind of really maximizing benefits. and it's easily absorbed you know your body doesn't have to work to break it down so i mean i'm not discouraging eating whole foods i totally encourage you to hold right, right. fiber in there because people argue smoothies first juices and i think they're both great i just exactly. whatever resonates best with you is what you should do or a combination of both i think a combination is key you know if you if you want to really do a good detox doing the juicing is really going to be beneficial but obviously um 
the, and also if you have a really shitty digestive system, mm-hmm. juicing's way better it's than great. all that fiber, mm-hmm. you know, to get to get the system moving. And then the fiber's good because at least it helps fill you up. So if you did the smoothies, right, so right. I, I could always get that question, you know, do I do I juice or do I do smoothies and the same thing? I say both. You know? Yeah. Did you start your juice cleanse? Did you start with cold pressed juices, or did you? have someone deliver it to you or they probably didn't have that then I don't know but like no I just did it myself my mother had one she must have bought I don't know the juice man juice or something like that and I just asked her to borrow it mm-hmm. and I just started juicing myself mm-hmm. and so it's a lot of work I think that's why most people don't keep up with it yeah it is it's a lot, lot of work <laughs> yeah. I don't it's keep messy. up with it. cleaning the I juicer. have a juicer at, I have a juicer at home and I've it's it's t- it's a lot of work it yeah. takes a good 20 minutes of yeah. process before you then you, you know. drink it and you're washing your chopping yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot juicing then you're cleaning and uh-huh. so <laughs> yeah. that's why people end up coming to me and I don't discourage people doing things at home I, I encourage it to say if you have a, a blender make smoothies at home and then come to me for the different things like when you go out to eat try to get something different or right. more nutrient dense juice here that maybe you won't want to buy all those things at home I understand it's very expensive you know yeah. so this is a great way like as a treat or if you kind of need that extra boost you go in and get something that normally you wouldn't make at home now all your fruits and vegetables and your food organic yes it's all organic yeah. where do you get it from so we have a few different sources right now I'm still able to get a lot locally which is great that's um, good the fact that it's been a little bit warmer I think a lot more things have been um, holding out a little bit longer so that's good one of my favorite farms is Wild Hill Farm in Ionia they're amazing and um, I do a collaboration of farms to, of course, the Good Food Collective. Up there, I get to order directly cool. whatever I need. Um, and then Flynn's Family Farm, and then at the market, too. You know, we kind of go there. And for the bigger things that are not here locally, not grown locally, of course, like oranges or bananas and stuff, I um, order through a wholesaler, usually called Four Seasons. And then, yeah, they deliver a couple times a week. I actually don't have the space right now for them to deliver directly to me. So I have to piggyback right now hearts uh, for them to place the order for me, and then I have to go and pick it up, which is why I needed a bigger truck <laughs> for hauling a couple thousand pounds of produce right. back and forth. So oh, the new spot, uh, I'm going to have a built-in uh, walk-in cooler in the basement, which is one of my biggest things, because that's going to save me a lot of money, ultimately, because, of course, people order for you, they have to tag on a percentage, and that yeah. adds up very quickly, so sure. to help reduce the overhead. And that's yeah. awesome. not to depend on other people. And also... Not a spring chicken anymore. As much juice as I drink, I have to be careful. So cold. <laughs> not my wife and my mother, so <laughs> I want to do it all the time. Like, oh. Yeah, but, yeah, right. Um, of course. Yeah, I have to be careful of my back, you know. So what inspired you? So you started juicing, you borrowed your juicer, and then what was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with the world, I'm gonna start a business. I think how good I felt, you know? I just felt like it was a testimony just within myself. Um, I also suffer from really severe um, female, you know, type of issues like endometriosis Mm. and polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. So I was on metformin at one point, which is like a pre-diabetic medication. I was only on it for about a week and a half because I was running one day and I felt like I was kind of a heart attack. I was having really severe heart palpitations and my father was 38 when he died of a heart attack. That's so cool. pretty scary for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had to, I was a mile and a half away from the hospital. <laughs> I around run back to the hospital. And they did a bunch of tests and they were just like, oh, you need to get used to that. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, that's not cool. So I actually saw, I think, Sonam Tarji. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. 
And then um, he had me go on some herbs, and within like a couple weeks, I was able to get my cycle again. And then it was still kind of painful for a while, but once I started juicing, it started to kind of go away. And I'm like, wow, just I suffered. Isn't it amazing? Isn't amazing the power of real food? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's just nature. fruits and vegetables. Yeah. I'm not even <laughs> you know, talking about superfoods, which are fun to kind of throw in there. Yeah. I'm just talking about like yeah. the basics. I know yeah. it's amazing, just those simple little changes. It's uh, yeah, and it's been life changing to me because I I was you know I took the pill when I was really young too. Mm-hmm. And I was like a fish out of water, hysterically crying, you know, throwing up. I mean, and I think some people who don't suffer like that think that people are exaggerating, right? Um, yeah. But it's a different ball game. <laughs> it's different. Like my family like makes fun of me like hot water. They scream when I would have that pain, I would scream for hot water because that's the only thing that would take a little bit of the edge off and literally scold myself for that so much. They just have to, I mean, literally pots boiling with water there. As hot as the water can go. I, there was a time I thought I was passing stones. I like fell on the floor, I was by myself. I thought I was dying. It was like so crazy. I had to flip into the bathtub. And if you would have saw me, like I was withdrawing from, from something crazy and it was the pain. And for the whole day after that, I was white as a ghost because it's wow. just, when you, it's almost like your body goes into shock. Wow. You know, and I would call and they say, oh no, you just have a really bad cycle. I'm like, ah, that's not normal. Like, yeah. You shouldn't be feeling that way. So to fast forward to where I am now, that, you know, some months might be a little bit more uncomfortable, but I embrace it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I'm more stressed out during that time, mm-hmm. right? So of course, you know, right. pain, inflammation is gonna increase. Um, stress is the number one, you know, over yep. everything. As good as you can eat, everything, you know, if you're going to be stressed out about it as well, too, to me, I don't feel like that's worth it. That's, you know, it's kind of negating what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, I don't even know really before, you know, too, or just the pain is just very manageable when I'm able to kind of to deal with it and then just think about how I suffered like that for no reason. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of like, that's messed up. It was like 28 years I was like that. Right. You know? Why didn't anybody tell me? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I had to, you know? Mm-hmm. Or just, I think like meat and dairy too, if people have it, I just tell them around their cycle. That's why I'm not there. Um, if you reduce it or don't have it in that time, I think you're, it's going to go down dramatically in the pain mm-hmm. that you have. I'm sure too. Interesting. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I maybe always just not right me. I'm really? like, I want maybe me. afterwards, <laughs> maybe like leading up to it. Okay. Maybe well, during that time you have to, but I would say like the week leading up to it. Maybe. Well, well don't you lose stuff. a lot of iron during that time? Yeah, you too? do. So I'm thinking, you so know, you want to be why you, you. Yeah, no, you desire crave it. I mean, that makes yeah, sense. I often crave beets or citrus yeah, too. during yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. It's salmon I crave. It's very yeah. Have very distinct PMS cravings. Do you have any cravings, Steve? <laughs> I crave you all the time. <laughs> um, do I have any cravings? Um, I crave sweets a lot. Yeah, so that's why I will make my raw chocolates or raw bars or you know, I don't eat I don't eat sweets at all, but I do crave it. You know, that's probably my biggest craving. I crave pizza. Pizza. And, yeah, definitely crave pizza. And I'll just I I can whip up a really quick, easy, gluten free, grain free pizza um, that I'll have. It's not the best in the world but it's it soothes that right. craving for me mm-hmm. every time but I don't really eat dairy except for I do eat butter and I eat ghee mainly mm-hmm. um, that's it for dairy and I do and I will eat cheese every once in a while but I notice if I eat a little bit of it I don't, I don't have any issues but if I eat a lot like if I eat it all weekend then I'm going to notice the right. issues for sure yeah, you feel like shit it really does yeah. like was it last weekend yeah we we benched on some pizza and I did not feel good yeah yeah you know 
But beforehand, I was like excited about it. <laughs> but this is we were talking about this, and it's like having like that kind of discipline where if I'm gonna cheat per se, like mm-hmm. I make that choice rather than like. Oh, they brought donuts into the office today. Right. right. And then you're eating donuts just because someone else brought them in. Mm-hmm. And, one of them, you know, and then you're really doing it. If you decide to do it, I think, like, it's okay. You know, because I'm making that choice rather than the surroundings. It's Halloween. I might as well eat a ton of candy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the struggle with me is, like, with my kids. And I think that's the one thing that, like, with my kids, when I get them involved with the juicing, mm-hmm. um, they actually love it. And they're like, and it may be really sweet. It may be full of sugar because we use watermelons and stuff. But like, it's still, still better, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, and it just kind of goes in there, and it, it, it and it's delicious. Yeah, <laughs> and it's good. Yeah. Maybe like look that way, a cow. You know. Yeah, but squeeze it in there. So. No, I think that makes, and I always tell people if you're going to have something, just enjoy it. Like I was yeah. talking about yeah. before, because mm-hmm. you. You know, you create more negativity in your body, more stress. It's, you're doing more harm if you're beating yourself up over it. Just right. have, but don't take it as like now the floodgates are open. You're gonna go right. crazy. Enjoy it. Like once a week, we go. I have my. It's probably not crazy to other people, but I have my lentil burger. We might have our um, split of you know the mint Oreo chocolate cake from the Red Fern, and that's it. And I might not even have a whole half piece uh-huh. because. When you have nutrient dense stuff all the time, like you're pretty much satisfied, you know? If I have yeah. the little, I don't mind having one or two, you know, spoonfuls or, and if I want half of it, I do have half of it. It's just, I'm in a different place now. And it's just, I release it and, it and that's it. There's a difference between an emotional craving and like a real craving, mm-hmm. right? So emotional is you think you need it, you want it, and then you taste it and it doesn't taste as good. Mm-hmm. But if you needed it, let's say, you know, during that time, you need a little extra beets or, you know, a little bit um, of meat or whatever it is, you have it and it's really satisfying, it's it's probably a true craving, you know, maybe it's a deficiency that you had. Right. You know, and sometimes it could be an emotional deficiency as well too, <laughs> and it could be a craving still. And if that one makes you feel better at that moment, right. And I think that you should just take it and embrace it at that mm-hmm. point. You know? Yeah. It's kind of funny too, like we Sadie and I were both looking at uh, like diets based on your blood type mm-hmm. and it was almost like reading my own horoscope. Like it was telling me so much stuff about myself that I kind of already knew, but it was kind of like a confirmation there. And just like, you know, like I'm a type, I'm O. And so I, I, uh, I should be eating meat. <laughs> yeah, but we have a lot of uh, extra acid. So mm-hmm. like fats are super important, you know, in proteins. Um, and I'm always like feeding fats and proteins. Like not feeding, but like wanting them, like craving right. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's very interesting thinking about like individualism. Like, how does food even taste to Steve compared to me? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Right, like, but it, yeah, that's true. It's know, yeah, it's definitely definitely different. And then you take it to other like, what is tea? Steve? Steve says he's in pain. I, I I just have to accept that. Like, okay, you're in pain because I have no idea how someone else feels. Mm-hmm. Like, and they tell me they feel a certain way. Like, I have to just kind of okay, right? Cool. What can I do? <laughs> you know, that's really it. Um, I'm just curious. Did you grow up kind of like did your were your parents? Your mom had a juicer, so did you guys grow up slightly like not really? Um, you know, what I, mean. I mean, she had a juicer. She had a juicer when I was already out of the house. Okay, um, my time she used it, but uh, we grew up. I mean, I'm. Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican Dominican. Um, my stepfather's Irish, so it's so an interesting mixture of food there. Yeah. He, 
I don't know, I think we still just ate more pasta. So, okay. I mean, classic what people do, you know, pasta, pizza on Friday. Uh, pizza Friday. Yeah, he would have burgers. I never really liked <laughs> meat very much. I mean, I guess red meat. I used to like chicken, but I guess every Spanish person does because that's... Sash is like, how much chicken do Spanish people eat? I'm like, apparently a lot, okay? I think I've like fit my quota for the rest of my life. It's nine years and I still feel like, oh, wow. Um, I eat a lot of chicken. Yeah, but I don't crave it anymore. And I'm not, I'm not closed off to everything. I feel like, you know, um, my stepdaughter, she actually is raised, I think, perfect in a way, because in our house, it's pretty much vegan in our house. But if she wants something going out, she wants meat, she gets it. And then at her dad's, um, they hunt, actually. Oh, wow. They actually, she does, and she fishes. She also oh. just brought my mom back a 25-foot salmon or something like that, too, and she caught herself. Um, my mom's always like, the world's ending. I need Mackenzie next to me. <laughs> she hasn't gone out. It's like our catness. Um, she's so well grounded. Yeah, she's well grounded. So she kind of has the balance of both. So she has it. She's eating like wild meat and stuff really too, good. which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. And she doesn't really ask us. So she'll like, sometimes she'll say stuff to us like, oh, you guys, but she never asks us for it. You right. know, if she did, then it's fine. You know, it's not, we're not going to be like, no. Um, Isaiah hasn't. My three-year-old hasn't eaten any meat or anything like that, too. I mean, when he comes old enough, if he wants to, we'll talk about it and we'll go there. But right now, I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. How do you manage the vitamin deficiencies, like the B12 um, uh, and omega-3s and all that stuff? How sure. Do you, for him or for me? Or just for, like for, a, for everybody. Okay. For, for me, this is family, a really good yeah. question. So this is something that I, I recommend people, especially if they're going uh, vegan. I mean, vegetarian, I feel like they're probably being exposed so much, but still even. Well, you can eat eggs. To get, yeah. Um, I mean, I have eggs maybe once or twice a month if I crave it. I didn't have it for the first four years. I was eating this way, and then I felt I needed something else, and I feel like as you get older, as the seasons change, you should adjust and kind mm-hmm. of tap in to yeah. see what you need. And so it's important to me to get my blood tested at least once a year because I've been eating this way for so long. And everything has come up perfect except for my B12 and D3, but we live in Rochester as well, too. So I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's only because of my diet. No, I think that's yeah, because yeah. you're in Rochester. Yeah. <laughs> so the B12, which is actually something I felt like I was becoming deficient in because I just felt like my synapses like were not connecting my brain. Every once in a while, I just felt like the fuse just wasn't going and I go something's off besides that I felt fine I still have a lot of energy for someone who basically doesn't sleep it's crazy (laughs) Um, but I think it's the juice in the way I eat but I I went to the doctor and I was very deficient in B12 but that's after about nine years doing it so this is the first year that I tested that I was deficient in it and that's I'm right on target because it takes about seven to eight years for people to become deficient in it so most people are doing it most people are not something that they're as extreme or probably going to be as consistent for people go in and out of their life you know for it but people who are doing it for a while I still think it's something they should get tested so I actually supplement with a patch um, that I get I think it's the best one I've tried sublingual one sprays and nothing has really worked I have to get my blood tested after I've been using this one for about six months and I feel the biggest difference actually I felt like yeah. more energy <laughs> more clear so that's something that's very important because you have neurological disorder oh absolutely that's that's something that's very scary so it's something that I felt open to that if you know none of this was working if I had to include something else I was going to have to you know Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not trying to you know prove myself to the world (laughs) I have to make sure I'm taking care of myself so that's something that we're going to put out but I know um, my cholesterol is normal but if I didn't eat the way I did it would probably be high because it's still a for someone who primarily, I guess, basically eats vegan, it's it's on a higher end of normal. It's fine, but I'm about 60 points higher than my partner, and you know, I have to say she's probably not as 
strict as I am for certain things. Right. And so, obviously, it's the way we're digesting stuff. You know, right. the way your body's breaking it down, my body's not breaking it down the way it does. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So, this is something for me that reinforces, you know, just say, okay, I'm making the right decision. Or if people would go back to, if you feel like you're cheating on something or just eating and uh, you feel kind of crappy about it, I think that's good because it reinforces what you're doing is <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, that's when you start to know. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, this is why I eat the other Just a reminder. Just, you know. how, about, how about the fish oil? How about like the DHA and, and, and um, all that? I think I've been fine. Stuff? I mean, I feel like there's different ways if people want to include fish oil that I feel traumatized as a child. Having that big spoonful of cod liver oil right. into my mouth. Oh, that's kind of gross. Um, I'm more talking about just yeah. the fatty no, acids I know. in general. Yeah, fatty acids, yeah. I mean, and I you can get some of it. I think you can get in a lot of different ways. I also have a lot of seaweed. Seaweed's good. It's a great source that, of it. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the way you kind of get around stuff. I think also, you know, you can get B12 vegan ways as well too. But unless you're growing stuff, you're Self, and especially in a very nutrient-dense soil, you're probably not going to get it because we have to wash our stuff most of the time. You don't know. Right. I mean, since after taking food safety classes, you don't know what stuff is pouring <laughs> over other stuff, and you might, you know, you don't know what yeah. kind of trucks are doing yeah. what. So, I, you know, I think people should definitely be rinsing their stuff, you know, especially if they're, you, know, you don't know they're being compromised or giving it to the elderly or younger children. But... Um, I think it's important to kind of just check in and get tested for that and see because some people are fine, you know, and then other people are a little bit more sensitive mm-hmm. um, to diet. So something you should continue to re evaluate. Yeah, absolutely. How much would you say, like, solid food do you eat versus juice in, like, a typical day? Um, it just depends, I guess, how much I'm working in a day. Yeah. And then they're just get to the point there's so much juice you could drink in a day and I think the juice that I drink is so nutrient dense I don't need to drink a lot of it mm-hmm. so I think when people are doing a juice cleanse like the first day they might be like super hungry and want to drink all of them but I think by like the third or fourth day you're probably drinking less and less um, so I'd say probably 50 to 75% more juice or just water mm-hmm. and then you know I might have some dates throughout the day some dates some tahini that's kind of like something that helped me over. <laughs> or if I have some quinoa, I put some sauerkraut and some olives and maybe a scoop of hummus on there. And that's oh. kind of where I, I might eat a homey over. And then, you know, supper, I mean, we eat, you know, definitely throw it out in my house for sure. But, you know, soup, I mean, this time of year is more soup, root vegetables, yeah. a lot of Buddha bowls kind of thing. So whole foods. Yeah. But, you know, I have cookies every once in a while, you know, we go to the coffee shop. I mean, I don't, because because I do that, I don't have the, I think that's being in your mid-30s too, you just feel a lot more comfortable with that kind of stuff too. I don't stress out the way I used to about a lot of stuff because I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just, I feel a lot more comfortable. My grandmother said something to me, she was like, oh, or I don't know, she was like, oh, you look good. I go, well, you know, I I feel good. I said something and she thought I was complaining about myself. I go, oh no, I've accepted myself. I'm finally at an age, I've accepted myself. This is good. I feel good. And then she goes, mm, no choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That was so cute, her little Spanish accent. <laughs> but I go, I guess that's true. But maybe that's the reality, right? Like this is this. But you know, I, but this is also means that I want to take care of what I have. Mm-hmm. And right. to me, that's more important. So as long as I feel good, and you know, I feel vibrant, and I can run around with my kids and stuff too, I, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Just kind of going back to what you said in the beginning, you you started using for you, and it, it reminds me of the, like you know the planes going down. You put your mask on first, mm-hmm. and like exactly, you, you can support others so much more if you just care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way, if you let yourself go to shit, it's a selfish thing, right? Yeah. Like, because other people kind of have to pick up your pieces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because I kind of, my mom just, she's, she's got cancer, pancreatic cancer, but she mm-hmm. had like a wild surgery that cut it out. It was a couple of Whipple. Like a Whipple? Yeah. Yeah. Right from there. Have a and, you know, she's doing chemo now just because, and she's just like, I just, it, it sucks because I feel like she's withering away. You know, I have conversations with her and I try to support her, but it's like, you know, we're German. It's fucking chocolate everywhere and mm-hmm. potatoes and just... There was never a consequence, but this is the consequence, and it's showing me, like, you know, yeah. years of a certain way, this is what it leads to, and, like, I, I mean, to myself, like, I want to spend my later years with my kids, my grandkids, and, like, be able to, like, throw a ball with them and go places and not have to, like, have, hold them up, and they got to care for me along the way, and it's, it's, I think anybody that's out there, like, taking care of yourself is essential to taking care of others. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, no, I think that's exactly it. And it's it's hard. I mean, I struggle with that now and I struggled with it a lot then. Sure. But I felt like it was one of my main tools that really helped me kind of withstand everything. You know, when you just go through a shit storm there and just like, God, like, get through that. It's just, you do, you just power through. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely something that kept me going through it, which was... I mean, plus it also helped me feel better, which was great. Right. That was yeah. like the added bonus. Right. And everything else too, but... You know, you don't realize how much you think about food and go get food, prepare food, cook food, eat food. When you eliminate all that, like when you go on a fast, like yeah. a lot of stuff comes up. Sure. Because right? it's raw. Nothing's there to suppress that. So things it's start amazing. coming up. You really start working. I've done a couple of cleanses, some right? with you, some without. Yeah. But it's amazing the difference. <laughs> the and stuff that comes out. The yeah. stuff that comes out both physically and mentally and mm-hmm. emotionally, everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane, you know. But it's, it's so, I just did one um, a couple months ago for five days. Oh, wait, I'm craving another one right yeah. now. Yeah. I feel like I think there's so much stuff going on. How, do you do it in times of stress? Is that when you find your urges? Yeah, just, a lot when of life times, is wild, you're like, I just need to. Yeah, I need to like eliminate one thing, you know? Uh-huh. Or even if I just have like sometimes, for a while I was doing one day a week, which I really liked, a Wednesday. So yeah. I felt like I was conscious going into it Tuesday. And then, of course, um, Thursday coming out of it, I was still kind of, you know, like taking it slow. So mm-hmm. I think it's pretty easy from what I do, you know, now because I go in there, have water, I might have some juice, but I don't always drink like a full juice because I'm sampling it. We're always testing it, you know, mm-hmm. testing it and tasting it to make sure that it's okay. Produce, you know, especially organic produce, everything's going to be a little bit different, a lot of variation. So after a while, I'm just kind of like <laughs> to my limit mm-hmm. how much I could drink in a day. Right, I'm sure it tasted it all the time. Yeah, I'm like, this is delicious, but I'm like, I'm tapped out. I'd rather just have water. Right. <laughs> so, how long have you had Just Juice? So, this is my sixth year uh, having Just Juice. I'm going to be entering my sixth year. Uh, but before that, I was actually teaching raw food classes and stuff. So, once I, once I um, started juicing, I took a raw food certification course in Maine. I spent a little week out there and... Learned how to make different, you know, different types of juices and just different raw foods. And then I actually used to host brunches and I had a raw meetup group. And I oh, used to wow. do that. My friend had a space on Park Ave and I used to do cater brunches. And I would start cool. with juice and, and it was really fun. But after you eat that way for a while, it's like I just take a piece of lettuce, put a piece of cucumber tomato. I just eat it like that. Like I don't need anything fancy anymore. I'm not going to like yeah. dehydrate for 25 hours, like, which is fine. You could do it, but it's not something to me that was sustainable. Right. You know? So then um, my second. It's very hard to do that yeah, and be healthy, too. It is. And also, I don't think that's good because it's in a way, it's still processing in a way, yep. you know, as well. I just think over time, you just need that as a gateway to kind of help mm-hmm. you 
um, you know, just get rid of some of the other stuff, the emotional attachments, maybe you had to separate foods, but after a while, it's like you just don't need it anymore. Uh, and I think that was important. I forget what I was talking about before. That. But is it like that first day, like I hear a lot, like that first, look, when is the biggest struggle? Like you feel like shit for like a minute and then all of a sudden something clicks. Third, fourth, the third day for me is the the, the first day of feeling like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. First two days were the worst, always the worst ever. You know, mm. the very first time I did it, I did it for five days. I did an herb cleanse. I did no juice and I did an herb cleanse <laughs> and drank water and with, with philosophical, philosophical, um, not philosophical. Oh, husk? Yes, thank you. Yeah. That's what I was going with. That? That's like a, it's like um, a seed fiber. With fiber. So yeah. you just do it, just turn into water or juice, and yeah. it kind of helps clean the pipes, helps, which is very important. Yeah, it helps clean the pipes. But it's amazing what comes out of you after day four. <laughs> it's like these weird little things that are stuck to your comb for your whole life, you know? <laughs> but that was, what? it's yeah. crazy. Weird but I tell things. you, though, that cleanse that I did was life-changing for me the most life-changing thing I ever did as far as you know doing a diet type of thing is concerned because they the first two days I felt like I was gonna die and I was freezing cold oh yeah your body temperature was up. down I haven't eaten today yeah. Really yeah and then on day four and five I never wanted to eat again the rest of my mm-hmm. life that's how I was too freaking that's amazing that's but I'm like the main cook in my house and the pressure yeah. was looking at me like and socially I think that could be difficult for a lot it's of people very, yeah, it's very yeah so and at first Sasha wasn't even on board it was just uh, my partner she was just not against it but she was not like ready to be like this is going to be our life because overall we still ate pretty decent and it wasn't but I was all like I'm ready to do this like it's okay you don't have to I'm right. not judging that but like for me I just feel so much better yeah. to do this and then eventually she jumped on the bandwagon you know and then mm-hmm. you know it's kind of been history from that but initially you know my family too I mean you get a lot of pushback and I'm Hispanic too it's just like right. <laughs> oh my gosh I know big pain in the ass when they see me but I usually bring food um, and you know now they're used to me it's been so long and they've right. tried a lot of things as well too but it's not something that's, you know, people respect you if you're, like, diabetic. But if right. you make the choice on your own not to have stuff, all of a sudden it's, like, sure. people that's will attack so you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. why people say they're allergic to things. It's just because they don't want to be questioned about it, right? right? It's why amazing. Why don't you want to do that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, so they yeah. just say, I'm allergic to this. But sometimes I feel like I can call BS, but I don't because it's fine. I know they're just saying it because... You know, they don't want to have to talk about it. It's amazing how the family and friends take offense, especially, I think, family. Because I don't need uh, any wheat or gluten or grains, really, at all. And I don't eat, most of the time, a lot of dairy. I don't eat beef or pork. And um, I got a lot of pushback for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't know what the hell to cook for you. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, I eat vegetables. Yeah. And I will eat sweet potato. I will eat chicken. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I'm not like, you know, it's just so whatever you cook, just have vegetables. Eat the vegetables. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? And over time, it's gotten easier. But man, it's amazing. People get so pissed off. I think the culture's off. changing somewhat too, a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah, you go to a lot of restaurants, they ask, they have gluten mm-hmm. free options and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, like I think when we, we have our tribes, right? We have our people that are kind of similar and we run in these. These packs almost. Yeah, it's just nice to have people that understand. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. But I think what that does to me, like last weekend, it was like Halloween, or we were going, we made the mistake to go to Henrietta on Saturday before <laughs> Halloween. We went to Walmart to get costumes. <laughs> and you just, it just really, really shows you that like there's still a lot more people to touch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, oh fun. my God. You went to Walmart. It was, it, 
I told Sidey, I was like, if it, if you ever want to know what it feels like to commit suicide right before you commit suicide, it's driving to Henrietta on Saturday before Halloween. Because it's like that feeling in your gut. You're like, oh, no. You see the cars everywhere. The parking lot is full. And we have to walk through the whole entire parking lot to get into the store. That's how it was even going to a supermarket, I feel like, at any point. <laughs> I'm thinking Halloween costumes. We had a party to go to. And we were like kind of running late. And we're like, all right, we'll go to Walmart. We can do it. We can do this. And do this. It's just like, and, and, and not to mention all the people, right? And like uh, the stress of everybody that's around. And like, I think when you're sensitive to all that, like you start to feel all that. Like I, I felt wild after we left. Mm-hmm. You do feel that at the grocery store too, though. Oh, you yeah. Do. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's stressed for, you know, from work or school and going home, have to go make, you know, food for the kids or your spouse or whatever. It's just like, it's a lot. Right. You know, I'm taking off one hat after another every time I hop in my car. I'm like, okay, now I'm volunteering mom. You know, I'm picking up produce or doing this. But I mean, everyone's doing it though. You know what I mean? Right. We're all surviving. We're all doing that. But if there's heavy energy around me or someone comes in, I definitely have to brush it off when they leave. And I physically have to brush it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really feel a difference. I feel a shift. Like, it has to go away. I can't. Because one of the most life changing, like, it's super simple that I, um, for, words that someone told me was I went to abundance one day and so I was going through that difficult time with my cousins and everything and he said you have to remove the blood suckers from your life all the vampires from your life and I said yeah. yes I do yeah. I you do. probably had a lot of them I did <laughs> still little ones leeches maybe but <laughs> not that's, too bad like it's manageable it's tough, but that's, it's tough it's when difficult. it's family especially when it's family you feel is, really guilty mm-hmm. it's terrible I've had to do it myself, you know, it's, it's, that's, we talked about that. We talked about this farm podcast too. It's just, you know, you gotta, they'll drain you. That could be the end of you. That kind it's of thing. It's one of my rules, man. Like if it doesn't serve you, get rid of it. Yeah. Everything, you not just people. You know, yeah. and it's, it's like those, it's like some of those friendships that have deep, deep roots, you know, you were kids together around, yeah. but it's that, you know. You know Billy Bob from high school, and he's just a miserable piece of shit. And like, you, you want him to be better, and you try to inspire him, you do these things. But there's a there's there's a point when like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of like trying yeah. to deal with you. And like I'm I'm not like saying I'm cutting you off, but I'm gonna try to avoid to hang out with you because I never feel good. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And I'd rather hang out with someone that makes me feel good than spend time with someone that's just gonna you know. Because I feel like we're creatures of adaptation. We adapt to the environments, the people, the books, and things we do. And if we're right. around shit bags, like, what's going to happen? We become shit bags. Um, yeah. And that was hard for me, though. You know, and especially when it's like family or jobs, right? Like, you're working a job just for benefits, or you're working a job just for the 401k. Yeah. And, like, to actually make that decision, like, I'm not going to work there. And I'm going to quit this paycheck that makes me feel real comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and I can go to the doctor's, got my two weeks vacation, you know, Yeah. but I'm sitting down all day and I feel like shit, you know, that, I mean, I, I drove for 10 years and delivering pharmaceuticals and it, it really was sucking the life out of me. And it was like, I have to fucking stop. I have to stop. I'm going to die doing this. That's you know? I and it was the best. I don't even yeah. care how much money I make. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, what was the shifting point when you're like, I'm just going to do this? Well, I thought I was ready. I mean, I've always felt it inside, you know, that I was going to do something or be an entrepreneur. And 
I just felt like, I don't know, I was doing this and I just, I felt like I had the people supporting me and then I had someone that I thought was going to be like my way out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, but it was fine because it was still the, the, the trigger, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and it got me out because I said, I can't wait. Like, I'm ready now. Uh-huh. And that's the whole thing. I think that's the difference. It's like, if you feel it right then, you just have to act then. Because if I would have suppressed it, who knows, maybe yep. it would have never came back. You're right. Mm-hmm. You it's know? all you so think true. about, and you just start, it's like, about. it's consuming. And I just felt like, I was saying, I just felt like I was dying inside. And I go, I can't do this. I have, like, a really natural, like, happy spirit. And I was becoming this different person. And it was just, I did not like that. I mean, I still feel like I'm a different person through everything that I've been through. I mean, you just get jaded. Yeah. You know, you really do. And it's okay, maybe I need to harden in some areas. Maybe I needed to, you know. And this past year especially has been very challenging for me. Um, I was not doing well physically for a while. Um, I'm not going to get into that. But mm-hmm. it was just a very difficult time because mentally that kind of it starts messes with you. <laughs> it messes yeah. with you. Yeah, especially oh if you're like, you know, I'm like the main person in my house. You know, I have this business. I feel like, you know, I have to keep it together. Yeah. That was difficult, and then now with the transition, you know, a lot of negotiating this year, um, really pushed out of my comfort zone because I'm just not naturally like that. I just want to be nice, yeah, you know. And it's not not being nice, Mm-mm. and and I have to retrain my mind. That yeah, way. you just stop apologizing. Right, mm-hmm. you're standing up for yourself. I like that too. It's hard. You do grow. Un- you're the one made uncomfortable, and then you're the one apologizing for it, and I'm just. I'm pushing myself this year mm-hmm. so we not let that you know not let that kind of get me down that's awesome suppress me from moving forward doesn't you sound know? like it is suppressing you yeah. <laughs> sometimes I have to give myself a yeah. talk in the car <laughs> I'm like you got it you gotta do it <laughs> yeah, right. like, but you have to do it you know and then sometimes and I don't mean to say be fake but sometimes you have to fake it till you make it like sometimes you have to put that smile on your face oh, yeah. and just push through because you know mm-hmm. what maybe you will have one smile a real smile for like a millisecond and that's still better than not having anything right you know? so it's like grabbing onto those little things so true would you have you opened yet a new place or not yet no we're in the middle of a big build up right now uh, okay so, when do you guys open so we're hoping the last week in november so right after thanksgiving okay just in time for a cleanse <laughs> that's right that's right exactly that's when i started it was the day after thanksgiving 2008. really do you still do it after thanksgiving every year I mean, I don't really eat that crazy stuff for right. Thanksgiving, you know, so mm-hmm. it's not, I don't really feel like I need to cleanse afterwards, mm-hmm. but I mean, I am going to my mother-in-law's house and I will eat her apple pie, so. Uh-huh. Do you give uh, clients, like, guidance when it's, their, say that they're doing a cleanse? Yeah. Like, because I'm sure I would probably need a lot of guidance during <laughs> <laughs> I have You would need a lot of hugs and, you know, just love. <laughs> you I, mean. I mean, I think your first day you would actually probably feel pumped, right? You're like, I'm doing yeah, this, yeah, I'm yeah. in it. So right. I think for sometimes a lot of people, and for me too, it's more my second day. I'm not as into it. Like the first day, you're like so into it and pumped about it. But you have to be in the right mental space, right? If you're like kind of like, oh, I'll do it. No. Yeah. You have to be like, I'm doing Partners this. Partners making me do it. That's you got to be all You got to be yeah, all in. You have to be all, all in. Because it's just, it's different. You can make it a, a good experience or a bad experience. Do you find that you try to keep yourself really busy? Yeah, I think a lot of people like to start on the, well, most people start in the beginning of the week, but some people want to start on the weekend. And I go, to me, that's way harder. Like, if you're already in the middle of your cleanse going to the weekend, like, you're in it. You're good. Mm-hmm. But to start out where, like, 
you could run into things in your house or like you know what I mean you have a little bit more time especially if you like to go out to eat or yeah. something like that too yeah. you know it's, I always do a week, the weekday I always do, I'm working, never did over like the weekend I mean for me I always use super easy but it's right? yeah. <laughs> juice around but um I think I think it's easier to be busy, and I think people, if you work out, you can still work out. We're doing cleanse. Maybe don't go as hard, but you can just kind of see how you feel. I was actually stronger doing my cleanse um, than I, you know, than I am if I eat something. But, I was at the end. Yeah. I could in the beginning. I was really weak and felt awful. Yeah. But like at the end, when I did the first one, anyways, I could work. I work. I could do kind of, I mean, it was amazing. I felt like I was. Bruce Lee. I mean, yeah. my power, Seriously, my speed, my joints. I feel like, like you're mentally me. stronger. Yeah. So oh yeah. Just like all. It was all. Lines. I was. It was unbelievable. I definitely when you when you guys are ready to do it, it's a great thing to. Yeah. How many do. days do you recommend, especially if it's someone's first time doing cleanse? I usually say three days. Some people come in like I want to do five or seven, and that's great. But I go, let's do three. If you're feeling good on day three, because like as you mentioned, that's mm -hmm. when you actually feel good. Yeah. Then I say, if you want to add on a day or two or longer, you can. But mm -hmm. get to day three, because yeah. then it seems more appealing than when you're on day two. You're like, I signed up. I just paid for five days of this, you know? <laughs> so I just think it's a lot easier to check in. You might be fine, you know? And yeah. everyone handles different. You might be perfectly fine. Like I said, it's like kind of more of a mind game. And how many juices, like how much juice do you do during that period? So I usually prepare six juices per day for people. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have, we have two sizes. We have like the... 12 ounces or the 16 ounce, you know, this year is 16 ounce. And to me, I think the 12 ounce, even men do fine with that because like I said before, you kind of hit a threshold how much juice you could drink in a day. But if some people want to be, you know, sure you can get the 16 ounces, that's fine. It's always good to have a little extra. If anything, I just say start off with that first thing in the morning, whatever was left over. Mm -hmm. uh, you should also be drinking water in between. So I just feel like all together kind of adds up to be a, a lot. You pee a lot. That's a, a lot. That's a lot of juice. I only yeah. did three. I would three. Only I mean, how big was it? Like three? Like it was like, I think it might have been 16 ounces, yeah. three 16 ounces. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what I would do. Yeah. Because I don't need that much, and I right. drink like a lot of dandelion greens and celery and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. most people, I'd say they, this I think would be too much, six of these. But the 12 yeah. ounces, they're smaller, and I think right, that's right. a really nice serving size yeah. for most people. Yeah, it keeps people somewhat full, too. Yep. Do the juices change, like, based on the day, like the day of the fast? I was just going to ask that. Like, hmm. or is it like kind of the same setup? Or so we have, you have six different ones each day. And then I usually have three, three or four that are about the same each day. And then we might rotate um, two to three, depending on what people have. And if we customize it as well too. If people say they have digestive issues or their skin or whatever they kind of want to work on, we might just add in a little bit of something else. Mm -hmm. We have a little bunch of fresh fennel I just got from Wild Hope Farm yesterday, which looks gorgeous. So it's really good for digestion, you know, it's good for your nice. skin, mm -hmm. other things like that. So we'll kind of add that in. Or we have specials right now, sweet potatoes. So we make a love buzz, oh, wow. um, which is sweet potato, carrots, mm -hmm. and, Juicy then, sweet potato? and samaka. Yeah, raw sweet potato. Oh, wow. And that seems very luxurious. So that's something that you might yeah. have like as that dessert. I always think really about good. like three main meals, like two snacks <laughs> and dessert, you know? So I usually have people start off with like a fireball or a citrus base first, mm -hmm. and then um, I usually go green, and then usually like a beet, and then like a mixture for the last three. And I usually number them one through six of our suggested order. But I also have a whole guideline of how to transition into a cleanse if you just want to maximize the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. If you're still hungry, you know, I just kind of say, just have an apple on hand or an orange. At least, as long as you're prepared, it's you know, then you're fine. I don't want people to think, oh my God, I'm a failure. I had to eat like mm -hmm. two pieces of an apple or whatever. Or even if you had to eat two apples, mm -hmm. like that's still very cleansing. It's raw. Like don't kind of put yourself down. Everybody, you know, the way they adjust is different. So mm -hmm. for me, it's like, 
I could survive without anything for a very long time. My partner will she'll go kill something to you. <laughs> she's, she's, you know, she gets hangry. You know what I mean? I don't experience that. I like to feel when I'm hungry. I like that. I'm like, ooh, hunger. And I don't think most people know what hunger really oh, no. feels like. Because it's almost like you should feel a bubble in your throat when you're hungry. It's not always your belly growling as well, too. So you feel it. It's different. And I feel like when you're cleansing, you could, you could almost hear and feel your organs working. It's really wow. cool. It's really cool. And also your organs cleanse, you know, Yep. Just like, you know, the clock. So I used to have gallbladder issues sometimes. So gallbladder and my liver. And I think it's because I don't express anger, right? So <laughs> not that I express the anger. So I have a very swollen <laughs> liver. Um, actually, it's pushed my ribs out and stuff so much. Okay. Yeah. Especially my left side. And one time I had a really bad gallbladder attack. And this is after I was eating well, too. So most people, you know, unless you're eating a lot of, like, fried foods and stuff you wouldn't have something like this mm -hmm. and they wanted to remove it and I started using beets carrots and apples that's kind of a big thing from that too and um I noticed a big difference from that what I forgot what I was saying before that you talked about anger oh yeah anger okay yeah and um being able to release it so it kept happening between 11 o'clock and like midnight and I would all of a sudden, like it was two nights in a row, it almost like just hit me, like boom, like like the clock struck and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Well, that's when your gallbladder starts cleansing between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. And then your liver starts cleansing between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. So one night I woke up, um, I think it was around one o'clock and then both must have been on at the same time, both cheese, because it felt like I was literally burning on fire. I felt like my skin was burning. I was like freaking out. And it was about a half an hour like that. Sasha thought she was gonna take me to the hospital. Like, what am I gonna tell them? I'm burning? Like, they're not gonna believe it. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm like, how does my skin look? Is it like melting? She's like, no. It's like freaking me out. It was like a bad trip or something. I don't know what's going on. But. Anyway, but I haven't had that in years, thank God. But yeah. it was just something that, you know, they were kind of both triggered. So then, you know, I had someone, they were having like UTIs or something. And we look and they were having a feeling discomfort at 8 a.m. And I think that's when your bladder comes. It's like really weird when you start looking at that stuff. When you're feeling uncomfortable in certain areas. And you try to feel routine. like it seems consistent and start looking at it. Because it might be. So that's why when you start thinking about things that way, not eating so close or not eating a lot. I know you might have a little bite here and there before bed or something uh -huh. makes a big difference because you need to let those organs do their job right. and now if you're taxing them with all this food to digest you're throwing everything up and you're gonna wake up feeling really crappy right. you know yeah, so yeah. you should wake up feeling hungry and stuff too that means everything was kind of working its way that's awesome you know, yeah i work on intermittent fasting a lot that mm -hmm. way too i mean i always do this i i definitely do this on the Mondays going into the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays going into the Thursdays are the days I can really do this, but it's basically not eating for 12 to 14 hours. Yeah. I yeah. So too. yeah, like I, I stop eating at six and don't eat again until 10 or 11 the next day, sometimes 12. Mm -hmm. I usually try to work out on an empty stomach. Yeah, every once too. in a while I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I'm too like, I'll be lightheaded every once in a while, but uh, it's amazing the difference, you know, and you just have way more energy. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. much clearer. I can lift heavier. Yeah. You know, it's... I was, like, running faster. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> a runner. It's amazing what food does. I mean, and it's, so, yeah. it's so tricky for people, too, because people are, are, you know, they start to get hungry and they start to get lightheaded and they feel like they're, they're, they need to eat something right away because they're lightheaded. But 
really they're going to get past that little head phase and you know, let the body detach and do whatever it needs to do and get past that go to the next phase and let the body work naturally like you said no food in the system so the so the so everything can work right probably can reset itself you know to a certain extent because when they're when you're digesting food it takes a lot of energy so much and some yeah. of us are slower you know slower digestion than others and i yeah. am very slow like molasses like i remember i had to have an upper gi and eat to drink this disgusting stuff called barium and they said oh go through your system and like i don't know like one or two hours it was six hours it was oh still they couldn't even do it on me i'm like are you kidding me i thought i could get the procedure done during work and go back and it was still six hours i'm seriously like a slug it's crazy so that's wow. why i'm more of a juice person because for me i like stuff Kind of yeah, that makes sense. And I don't need any extra help with it, you know. Uh -huh. That makes sense. Because that it's makes, just yeah. so crazy. That's I'm crazy. like. It's I'm like the complete I'm opposite of that. Too. Oh. My metabol my speed is so fast. So you know? fast. Oh, I wish it's so crazy. But I mean, I guess not. I mean, I I learned to appreciate it now. So I feel like. I and you know, you're working with it really well, which so that's perfect. You know, that's that's. Yeah, that's, I think if you figure it out, then yeah. it's fine. Mm -hmm. Then you just figure out, you know, the way you are and. And just kind of adapt to that. And, and I change, and I think I do digest stuff better now, but I think I just eat food that's more easily digestible. Right. And I eat a lot of fermented foods. Yes. That's something I would mm. definitely plug out there because that has changed my life better than any probiotic I've ever taken, ever. Is kimchi. Eating kimchi and just sauerkraut, too. Like, even if I, if I do have eggs every once in a while, I eat it with sauerkraut. And, like, I actually digest them. It's like a different experience. I put sauerkraut in my dinner every single night. Oh, I, I throw it out. It doesn't matter what I'm eating. Yeah, I always... I love it. Or, yeah. Uh, which I forget which brand it is, but there's an awesome brand at Wegman Sells. The same at Lori's, too, that I love. Um, I just get mine through Small World, which I feel like has been amazing. And they're, Roadhouse they're or House, something or other. I don't know. But anyways, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, Some and we make stuff. it too. I mean, it's pretty simple to actually make. I mean, too, but we go through it so much that it's not. But my son too. I mean, he should have been, I guess, Mediterranean. He loves olives and sauerkraut. I mean, he loves sauerkraut too, but olives and anything like that too. You know, <laughs> things that are pickled. He's definitely more of a savory kind of man. Nice. We uh we went to that. And it's a Korean joint on Mushroom Boulevard. Yeah, they like it's just yeah. great. Because Sudam or something like that. School that's the one next to Lori's. There's, like, there's another one too. Young. Okay. And it's much better. But they, I just love it because they give you like all these little plates with all kinds of different fermented things like cucumbers and stuff. Oh. And it's like some of them are really spicy too. And it's just like, yeah. Yum. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. So Sandy and I watch, I think it was like, we went to my parents' house and my mom was telling me about our surgery and we were like, oh my God. And we watched Fat Sick and Nearly Dead. Dead? Oh yeah. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we're juicing. So we went out, <laughs> bought tons of vegetables and stuff. We're doing it. And then like, so I was making a juice. <laughs> and I just tried to put everything in it. Oh. And I, I put like a whole thing of chives in it. So I drank half of it. I drank half of it down. And then when I went to drink the other half, I started to get dizzy. Mm -hmm. And I started to feel real funky. Okay. I couldn't finish it. Like I was going to throw up, but I got half of it down, and I almost felt high for a little bit. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You can do that with beets too. You don't want to have yeah. too much, too concentrated. It just puts you is in it, a detox. Mm -hmm. Is it like an overdose? I mean, kind of. It's your body saying, you know, I think too much yeah. of anything kind of straight or that that dense is just it's just too much it's just too like it's crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've done that with beets before and i've gotten really sick and, but mm. then i met this guy he said he used to drink straight beet juice 16 ounces every day and i'm like 
I tell people to be careful, especially if people were on treatment. I had this lady, she had two sips of a juice and she was like spinning. But she was uh, very, you know, she was, you know, having, you know, treatment done chemo and she was just a lot more sensitive to it. So mm-hmm. I like to just kind of put it out there just in case some people are fine or just, I don't know if you've ever done flushes, um, like the saline, like the salt water flush. Have you done that? I have not done oh that, no. I don't, I do not recommend this flush <laughs> because if you're like me, you're going to hold on to that 32 ounces of salt water. Oh. Yes. It was oh, I have done the flu. I have done it. I've oh done God, it quite a bit. Did it work for you? Yeah, I mean, of course, it was fine. Fast. <laughs> it was fine. I mean, I just had to pee a lot, but no, I've done it. I actually do it if I drink. Oh. When I drink, I'll always have salt water with me. Always. Right, to kind of balance yeah. out the sodium. Yeah. Yeah. But I drank 32 ounces, which is very difficult to drink 32 sure. ounces of that. And then I was like, literally, I couldn't even pick up my head or like move my body. It was like worse than the flu. It's crazy. It was have, terrible. Have you heard of David Wolf? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, avocado. Yeah, the avocado. So I got my health coach certification through him. Oh, cool. And um, he's friends with this um, breathitarian. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen this guy? Have you heard of this guy? Oh yes. So he talks about the cleanse. So he's got a retreat. You do a cleanse where you take. I'm, I don't know how much is maybe. Do you, I don't know if you know how much, but I want to. I'll just say it's three gallons of salt water that you drink in one day. You slam it down. Oh. And then you have to do it again. I think you do it for like, let's just say it's three or four days. I don't know. But basically, that's how he's saying that he got to be a breatharian. Breatharian is, for those of you guys that don't know that are listening to, you don't eat anything at all. Zero. And this guy is like ripped. Ripped. Looks like he's... Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's just a, he gets all of his nutrients, I guess, through salt and... Um, Air, I don't understand <laughs> it, <laughs> but it's it's pretty breathitarian. Breathitarian, I yeah. do not recommend this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are not recommending this. That's what for does sure. What do? What, what it's, is it? it's supposed to kind of flush your system out. I think it kind of balance out your electrolytes too. Let's say for certain things, mm-hmm. uh, sort of. It has all the nutrients balance. the body needs, right. except for it high protein. Yeah, But some actually, it's interesting because some of the fancier salts don't have iodine in it as well too yeah. and then people get a lot of goiters i actually used to help run the thyroid clinic at the hospital in the latter and i think sometimes people are now going into deficiencies yeah with with some of that because they're avoiding it so you want to make sure that you have to get sea, well sea salt and then sea salt too david wolf talks about this he's like he's like he, he he just throws out there in the question he's like so if you have high blood pressure and you don't eat any salt and the only salt you have is sea salt See what happens, because I guarantee you're not going to have high blood pressure anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's not salt that gives you high blood pressure. It is the processed bullshit that you get from Morton's or something like that that's mm-hmm. completely deionized and has no nutrient value whatsoever mm-hmm. in it. So I thought that was pretty interesting that's as well. Cool. Yeah, you know, I'm so, a big fan of like Himalayan sea salt. Yeah. So Himalayan, like Himalayan salt, like rock salt, yeah. it's, you have to actually, in order to get access to those nutrients, you actually have to soak it. Really? Yeah, it's very nutrient dense, but the body can't absorb it because it's a little rock. So sea salt comes from the, the water. I, I don't know where it is. Sea salt comes from the water, it so has it's like, rocks in there and it grinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would recommend put it like a little bit of water for a minute before you cook with it, and then you're good to go. Doesn't David Asprey talk about that? He might. I don't know. Yeah, I remember him talking about. Did he like, talk about? Take a spoon for full salt or something. Oh yeah, like well yeah, salt. everybody. I mean yeah, and that's yeah. I I know there's a huge difference too. And I don't blow up because I just pee it out. Like society says salt, and they're like this. I this. know it's, it's like, like well, same with cholesterol. Cholesterol is freaking amazing for you, and saturated fats are amazing for you. I mean look look at it's it's like that. My diet consists of fat. 
you know, and vegetables. That's what my diet consists of. I have to, I yeah. crave it. Like you're saying maybe that's the old positive part. That's the old blood and meat, but I need to have that. And I feel, cause you're also satiated. Everyone's so scared of fat, yeah. Yeah. but if you eat more fat, you're going to pick less. Exactly. Right? So really at the end of the day, you're going to eat less. And it tastes right? fucking good and too. And it's True. so good. It's yeah. so satiating. That's mm-hmm. yeah. I'm getting enough fat. I don't eat bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I don't, uh, I feel like I binge on carbs mm-hmm. when I'm not getting enough fat. Right. Mm-hmm. I think most people do. They yeah. think, oh, this is not as bad. I'm like, no, that's worse. Just eat it, you know? We always try pushing it because we get a lot of people when, oh, how much fat does that have in there? How much this? I'm like, look, a lot. I'm like, I'm not saying this is low calorie. I mean, uh-huh. unless you're getting the green love juice, you know? I mean, there's certain things. I mean, I own up to that. It's mm-hmm. just nutrient dense. Let's just make the calories count. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this yeah. way, you're just not going to be picking on a lot of other things, too. So well, ultimately, it is better. Right. I love the whole thing that, uh, that's what I've always told counsel people on as well, is that you, when you eat like shit, your body, you still feel hungry, partly because of the chemicals that it brings to your brain, but also because, in fact, the body craves nutrients more than it craves calories. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yep. So you mm-hmm. want the nutrients. Yep. Yeah. When you eat nutrient-dense food, you're not going to eat as much. Yep. You're not going to want the McDonald's or the other things that's so much. That's why I tell people, you know? try to eat five apples in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet it's harder than eating five slices of pizza in a row. You know what I mean? Right. It's, just, yeah. it's interesting because they're looking for that. The body's still craving the nutrients. Yep. It's just like those empty calories. Mm-hmm. How did you decide what you were going to put on your menu? Did it start somewhere like, were you like focusing on like maybe your health or were you focusing yeah. on certain health issues and then you're like oh this would be good for this this recipe is good for this yeah combination or, yeah combination and also just being inspired just going to different places and being inspired you know it's part of my research I write it off when I go to places I mean it is I'm researching mm-hmm. and there's certain things that I like or just gives me an idea uh-huh. you know and then I just kind of go from there because you know but I like to share my recipe because I want people to, to do I love stuff that at you home do. too I and put then, lemon in everything now that oh, right, I I've too. gone to you like, yeah. like oh lemon makes it lime or ginger that usually will help curve everything out Uh but I think it's encouraging for my whole thing is I just want as many people to know about it as possible Mm -hmm. because I just Mm -hmm. feel like it's it's too important not to share with people I just and then the way people come in and how I know how expensive it can be you know I mean it costs me a lot of money too it's not like believe me there's not a large (laughs) profit in juicing but I just, I'm so passionate about it, and I'm just so grateful that people come in there, like, almost every day, some people, and I know that's, like, really expensive. I feel like I wouldn't be able to even afford that unless it was my own place, you know? Right, right. Um, so my mom, like, she helps out, but she does it also for the juice, because she's like, I get juiced up when she comes in there, because she understands how valuable it is. So to me, that's just so touching and just reinforces what I'm doing, because people are coming from all over, you know, from their lunch break in Greece or from whatever, and just making it there to make sure they're getting their juice in there. You know, I'm coming almost every day. It's just like, blows my mind. Wow. Yeah. It really does. But it makes me feel good because I know what I'm doing is real, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just kind of, so it's just, it's nice to have a job like that and feel good about that. So I just feel like every day it's just, where people come in, or this lady had really severe eczema. She just did a cleanse. And she, after like the first day, she's like, look how much lighter it is between my fingers already. And she's like, can I hug you? And I was like, of course. And it was just Aww, that's so awesome. sweet. It was just something that she's like, I just can't believe, you know, I can't believe what a difference a little bit has been. And that, it's not only what you're putting into your body, but it's also what you're not putting into your body right, too, right? right? Which is why almost every diet kind of works in a way, because maybe you're just not eating all the other crap, mm-hmm. really. You know, so I think people could justify it. Mm-hmm. Right? But this is something that I feel is not just a diet is kind of definitely more of a lifestyle change. And the more 
good stuff you put in naturally right. the other stuff. Right. So I hate to always tell people unless it's an extreme circumstance, right? You're very sick or something like that that you maybe want to be a little bit more extreme. It's just kind of to be present for it and be on top of it and be proactive about mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, my father died at 38. You know, I want to be proactive about that. Right. I have six women in my family between breast and ovarian cancer. The BRAC1 gene is, runs through my family, you know. I don't want to get tested for it because I don't want to manifest it. I feel like I'm just going to think about it and because I don't want to even put that energy out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to try to be as proactive as I can and do what I can. You know, I mean, diet and exercise is 70 to 80%. Yeah. Right. It's huge. That's it's your a pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a pretty good statistic. I'm going to jump on that side. And you feel good. Yeah. You know, right. and look good. <laughs> so I think of anything, there's just, you know, a lot of benefits out there. And then you pass it on to your kids. And I think it's just planting that seed. No matter if they kind of go out and do whatever, it's just like at the end of the day, they know what to come back. Even mm-hmm. my daughter, she kind of goes out. When she comes home, she's like, I want a salad. I just want a smoothie. Or if she just wants a smoothie for dinner, that's fine. I think so many of us think we need to have so many things on our plate all the time, and it could just be very simple. Mm-hmm. I'd rather her have that than make her mac and cheese. Right. 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 You know? I think it's more more nutrient-dense, which is having from there. Mm-hmm. But, like, in a Hispanic home, you see that, they're like, what? <laughs> what are you doing, you know? And I was like, I put some greens in there, whatever, you know? And, like, she's fine. Mm-hmm. So. It reminds def- me of this, uh... I, I was in the army and I was like 19 first time away from home and I couldn't go home for Christmas so there was like a sergeant and he was Puerto Rican he's like you come to my house <laughs> so I went and, and I went to their house and it was like a Puerto Rican Christmas yeah and like there was food there was a whole side of a wall that oh that's the way food. it is yes <laughs> but it was great for me being like a white boy from Hilton like it was a whole different culture. We were playing wood blocks and we were singing in Spanish and it was like, it, like you know, I was very homesick at that time and it felt super nice. You know, they were great. I mean, man, they would not let me leave until I ate like two plates. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. the way. I mean, but that's how they love too. I think right. that's how a lot of cultures Yeah, that's how a lot of cultures so mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's why, you know, I try to follow it but if someone's making something for me, I just feel like so much was put into that and that kind of outweighs anything else too. And it does you always know? taste better if someone makes it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so special. Or like, you know, my mother-in-law, like she makes stuff that's vegetarian, not always vegan and she's already trying so hard and doing that. I'm so grateful. Yeah. You know, she's already mm-hmm. putting into there. So I think there's certain compromises. Sometimes we can get kind of get stuck into it and I think that's not always a good place. That's not always um, healthy as well, too. Right. You know, I mean, whatever your balance is, as long as it's not stressing yeah. you out. If you're getting to the point where you're getting stressed out, right. Right. trying to be perfect, like, yeah. you gotta take it down a couple yeah, notches. Yeah. It's such a good, yeah, it's so true. Too. I mean, that's so, you know, like that, I think one of our biggest things is, is kind of what you were saying is we just try to eat healthy things, like add them in. Yeah. Like how much healthy things can we put in? And then, yeah, once in a while, we'll eat a piece of cake or have a slice of pizza or something like that. And or five. Or five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about, guys, Nino's Pizza. <laughs> they, they, you go there and they open it and let you look at it. It's like an yeah. alien guy and it's just like, all right, I'm doing it. You're doing it. Doing it. Nice. And I'm leaving it where we don't bring it home. <laughs> we go to a friend's house and yeah. leave it there. <laughs> yeah, pizza and chicken wings, man. I miss it. I'm, I make really damn good chicken wings, though. A little coconut oil and ghee and some hot sauce. It's awesome. Hot sauce makes everything. <laughs> it does. Yeah. 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 I think, like, just like 
we become so lazy, right? And it's being creative in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and being creative with oh, your meals. And yeah. if you can throw that creativity, um, it's like you respect the food more, mm-hmm. right? Like, if we're throwing away, we go to these restaurants where they give us a plate that is just like, no, it's, it's a family size, you know? And we either eat it all and then hate ourselves mm-hmm. or we're like, oh, we're gonna throw this out. And then it just gets thrown out. It's, we're so wasteful. I know. It's you that know? hard balance. You know, you feel guilty, but then you're just not like, oh, I can't breathe either. So, right. I thought I'd better try to take it to go. Or I had somebody, I, I, somebody had said this, uh, we kind of reframed that idea. To, uh, I don't remember who it was that said this, but they said that you're sitting there eating the meal that's prepared in front of you, whether you made it yourself or more of, I guess, when you're going out to eat, you know, you eat what you need to eat for yourself and you know that this specific plate is not going to feed anybody else. It's going to go into the garbage regardless. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking in that mindset of, you know, somebody else could be eating this, nobody is eating that and then go donate to a charity or go help out yeah. with people that need that need meals. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really kind of a good way yeah. to look at it, you know, because my parents always used to say that growing up, you know, well, there's poor people over there that can't have this at all. So you need to finish it. No, that's actually not a good mentality to have at all. Right. The mentality is mm-hmm. do something that's healthy for you and then go do something that legit will help somebody else mm-hmm. out because it's not going to help anybody else out to, to eat everything that's on your plate. It's right. only going to do you harm. Right. You know? So I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. It's funny because my grandparents, uh, you know, straight from Germany and my grandpa's dad starved, or my grandpa's brother starved to death um, during World War II. Like, he just did. Like, there was no food. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like the repercussions of that, right? Like my grandma couldn't finish it, my grandpa had to, mm-hmm. right? It's right. like, okay, boom, put it on there. Food too. Oh yeah, my grandma would have baggies in her purse mm-hmm. for like a half a burger, mm-hmm. and she'd put them in her purse, and it was just like you know. They, but at the same time, they had vegetable gardens. They canned. They right. they they did all kinds of stuff. Like their basement when. when they passed away it was like just full of pickles and weird stuff from like the <laughs> 70s you know they're like just ready in case like mm-hmm. something the apocalypse went came. yeah i mean i think that's always going to stay with them of course forever yeah it's, that. yeah feel that but i try i try doing that so or let's say if someone didn't want a smoothie or whatever and i tried on my way home i always see like some homeless people and i try to give them stuff one one time i try to give a smoothie and the guy said no he was already drinking something it was like a blue drink and like those barrel things i'm like this is <laughs> like dogs. a 13 dollars smoothie and he's like no i got this i'm like okay <laughs> and then another time i try to give someone an apple um they were just a little bit mealier and i was just like oh whatever you know I'll just like pass them out and then he showed me he didn't have any teeth <laughs> So it's like, I, don't, I can't even give it away. It's like organic apple. It's just like, you know, it's, it's like just gold. so funny. Or I, I go, do you want to bring it to a friend? He goes, too much to carry. <laughs> too much to carry. I go, okay, I'm to try a different corner. <laughs> but I try to give food too for it's certain good. things. And I yeah. figure, you know, at least it's something yeah. that at least nourishing on you for like that one minute, you know? Right. Random acts of are just like so important. So important. Yeah. I just, I mean, even at Starbucks, just buy coffee for the person behind you. Yeah, no, you know? it's so like, nice. We did it the other day, I think it was last week. We were, we were getting coffee and like, let's just, study. study had the idea and I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, we just paid so for the nice. coffee behind us and then like she drove off and she was like, you yeah. know, it's like, who knows where she was in her day and what was going on and I think like, it fills you up. 
Oh, definitely. You know, you can get more out of it sometimes, right? It's yes, just, it's really for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, enjoy it, but. Yes. <laughs> no, that happened to my mom, and then she paid it forward too. So, like, she was so excited to pay it forward. But I don't think the lady waved at her. So she's <laughs> but she, I mean, she talked about it all day. It made her whole day. Right. Things like that are just so nice. Or that, that extra smile. I mean, whatever it is. And you don't know. You never know. You don't know if people are in pain, too. Especially, like, I was saying earlier this year, I was having a hard time, and I was in a lot of pain a lot. And now I just feel like. If I see anyone that looks a little grumpy or whatever, I'm just like, I just hope they're not in pain, you know? I just try to think about it, not take things so personally, you know? I'm just right. trying to right. like, the whole place, like, not everyone's in a perfect place right now, you know? We're mm -hmm. just trying to make it through, so. Yeah, you never know what the other person's going through. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they cut you off, and or you accidentally cut someone off, and they freak out, and, like, you know, there's confrontations all the time, and it's just like, all right, like, they can just, you know... Could be having a fight with their spouse, or you know, lost a loved one, or like we have no idea. There's a million reasons, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you are you bottling the juice too? Do you bottle it so, yes. so, like, so it goes all right? That's and you do it in, in store, in the house? everything in store. I did have it at Hart's Local Grocers, Abundance, and the Honey on Falls Marketplace for a while, and then the state came and made me pull it because they're not pasteurized. But I had all the warning labels on it. I thought I went through all the right New York things. It's disgusting with it's, that stuff. It's really difficult because once you have a grocery store, it's like total different ballgame. Okay. You know, I mean, Wegmans could do it because they they could sell their own juice, right? So they can make it in house and still bring it to all their other Wegmans, and that counts. So if I had one main hub where I was juicing and I had other just juice bars, I could, you know, bring them all there, mm -hmm. but you can't. So people can make an educated decision, or a stupid decision, I guess, to come into my store and buy it, but they can't do the same thing if they go to the supermarket. So why? I guess. No <laughs> supermarket, well, but Whole, so Whole Foods is coming. They yeah, can, that's what I hear too. Can they, um, can, can you do it there? Or I mean, is it only by physically, I would have to physically do it wherever it is. Do it where, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's but, the issue. Could others, so is it just supermarkets that can't, are you the only person that can sell it then? Can you, um, like if you have like a, a gym or something like that, can you? We can kind of get around it saying that people are ordering it or let's say right. like they're kind of ordering it and doing it that way. So, or they're picking up the orders, like a pickup spot, you could do it that way. Mm -hmm. You right. just can't have it per se. But it's a lot different with the state. I mean, I don't even think the state would even know about it. New so, York is so ridiculous. Yeah, it was very extreme. Powder. They came in and they were very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I didn't know. Point, it was in the middle of winter, and at that point, that was like twenty five percent of my income. Oh jeez. Because mm. we were like killing it, doing it like that. I mean, not like killing it, killing it, but killing it enough that it was twenty five percent of my income. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> Kill me not to have that. And you know, I think we were like the number one seller at Hearts, besides the donuts, but doesn't really count because they count it even though people would buy like one box of it they count them as 12 individual donuts I'm like come on <laughs> <laughs> so I was right under them but really I think if you don't do it that way I would have <laughs> right, right. so, that's people cool it, and I think people want it and I understand in the winter time when you don't want to drive somewhere special but you still have to go to the store so you're right. like alright I'll just pick it up here because I'm here mm -hmm. you know and the convenience obviously makes a really big difference mm -hmm. so that's huge yeah. that was kind of that was pretty disappointing I was trying to fight for it I thought there was something I was I was going to do but the ones you see in the store they've most of them have just done high pressure pasteurization the HPP which they say doesn't change anything but it has to change it a little bit if it goes right. becomes stable for 30 days you know I still think it's good it's still a better option than nothing so I'm not trying to be right. like your Suji or is it Suji yeah and, um, yeah Suja I think Suja. it's Suja and of course Blueprint yeah um, they're really big Blueprint. they can market it they market it as raw though 
They do, because they're, they're not heating it. It's oh, pressure. They're pressure bottled. Right. right. How long do your bottles last? About juice? three days. Three days, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I push it longer myself, but I tell people three days because I know everyone pushes themselves. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything by the second day in our fridge, we'll, we'll pull it. Mm -hmm. Just because I wish I had a drink that day, because I don't want someone to bring it home and leave it there. But I mean, I really push it at home. I'm like, eh, and I try. I mean, for me, I'm not scared. It will just taste bad, and I just right. throw right. it out. But sometimes certain ones I feel like last a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. The ones that have more citrus in it, too much kind of go bad. Or if it's too like a really heavy green one, those will kind of go back a little pop. bit faster. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll go back a little bit fermented and have mm -hmm. bubbles on top. But um, I mean, I, I, I push it a lot more. <laughs> but I usually tell people, you want to drink it most nutrient dense. So yeah. some people want to buy the big bottles that we have as well, too, because we pour out of like 64 ounce um, half gallon uh, mason jars, the ones that we pour out and then we have bottled ones, too. And I don't recommend that. I mean, we go through it quickly, probably a couple hours a day, we're refilling it. But every time you're opening it, you're oxidizing it, right? You're releasing mm -hmm. you're introducing it to the air and it's going to start breaking down. Because a lot of people ask me that. They say... Yeah. Well, shouldn't it be? Shouldn't you drink it right away? Of course, that's ideal, and we can do that. But everything we do is slow masticating or cold press, so it's, it is stable over more days. But I still like to fill it to the top. You know, you snap the lid on, or put in a mason jar, put it high, and snap the lid on. If you're gonna freeze it, obviously leave leave a little bit of room. I tell people take a sip out of it, and then you know to account for the expansion of it as well. Which at least, you know, so it's not gonna be the same as the first day, but it's still a good choice. This is where people get stuck where they don't have every single ingredient or <laughs> they, they don't have the exact juicer, so they're not gonna do it because they can't drink it within a certain time. No, that's an excuse not to do it, mm -hmm. right? So you just do it, drink it when you can, and, and that's it. Not everything is gonna be perfect. It's still better than drinking Coke. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, I think you know, I think a lot of people just feel like if they can't do it exactly perfect, they're just not gonna do it at all. Right. And right. then you just avoid it the whole time you've mm -hmm. been doing it. So That makes sense. That's awesome. Fun. Fun. So when we um, towards the at the end we always like to ask everybody um, what what do you recommend somebody that's got a business idea or something that maybe they're in a job that they hate and they want to change it? Maybe they want to start a new business. They've got a passion that they really want to work in. What do you recommend that they do to get to that like first step to just say, okay, I'm going to do this. What is, what is your number one thing that you do that you would recommend somebody do? Okay. So I think I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't want to offend anybody. I think certain people just have grit and other people don't. Right. Mm -hmm. Either you know you're going to do it or you're not. Right. I just mm -hmm. feel like it really kind of comes down to it. Because as difficult as the decision is, like you still know you're going to do it anyway. Right. And I feel like some yeah. people feel more comfortable with that than others. And that doesn't make it right or wrong right, for anybody. Because right, right. some people like to know, I'm done at this time. I clock out. I'm good. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know? Other people like me, like to torture ourselves and I want to work on stuff all through the night, but I love it. So it's different. It's not the same. The fire is lit the whole time. So if you have that fire about something, okay, not just an excited for an idea, you have to have that fire. If you have that fire in there, I think naturally you're going to find your way. I, of course, you want to do research. I'm actually helping my sister who just moved to Bellingham, Washington, just gorgeous over there. And they're interested, her and her friend are interested in um, maybe opening up a juice bar over there. Maybe we'll kind of do a Just Juice over there or something like that too. But I know they have it in there too. I know the fire's lit, but they've also been with me. I'm 13 years older than them. Mm -hmm. And they've seen me kind of grow with it too. So mm -hmm. I think if you have this, you know, you have to have support, someone to kind of ask questions. But I think if you have it in you, you're going to do the research because I took classes. 
I got um, my holistic health coaching, raw food certification, all that stuff. And that still didn't teach me what I needed. I taught myself what I yeah. needed. Because I feel like when you have that passion, you go and you do the research and you figure it out. And just how when I could have just said, oh, it's not the time, you know, to leave the hospital. I said, no, I can't do it. I feel like how you mentioned earlier, yeah. I feel like I was going to die. And Shut I go, I have to do it now. If it doesn't work out, then at least I try. I put it out there, right? You can always go back to work right? at the hospital. Like, you know, I still have that. Yeah. So that was perfectly fine. So I think that's kind of what it comes down to. I feel like, of course, you could try to prepare yourself as much as possible but there's just nothing like just diving into it mm-hmm. you know and if you really feel that if it's eating away from you then you have to go out there and you'll figure out a way to do it yeah. let me tell you I went from not knowing I was going to open a store and three weeks later my job I quit my job at the hospital of nine years to go open up a store in Park Ave and then we had a baby wow so <laughs> I was like we're going to do it <laughs> I was like that's it but I just think that's kind of like a mindset that you kind of have to have. Absolutely, that's you know? that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I think that's ultimately what it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just doing it, and you'll figure it out. That's. I mean, that's. <laughs> or you won't. Yeah, yeah. you don't. Know? I mean, and you don't, and you're, you know, and you'll probably fail a thousand times and a million things. You always figure something still. out, though. But you'll never say, "What if I did?" Right. But only if. Right. But it was still meant to be. You still figure out a way. Mm-hmm. It's like interesting because a lot of times I'm like, of course, I get these times I have my ups and my downs and my mini panic attacks. But I just know ultimately, and I this is something that has gotten me through a lot, is that I mentioned earlier that it's, the discomfort is temporary, right? The fear and everything, all that is temporary. So if you just think about it that way, it's a lot easier to handle it at mm-hmm. that moment mm-hmm. because you get stuck in it. You know, we get stuck in it. Even depression too, you get stuck in it. Yeah. And I'm not a naturally depressed person, but when I went through that hard time in my life, I was depressed for about two years. Mm. Really, really bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful for it now. Sure. Yeah, you are. Because That's now you I see that because mental illness is like something that just breaks my heart because you can't see it. It's something that physically looks sick. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard to kind of think that you can't wrap your head around it. But feeling it, it just kind of is different. But still, under that, I still had it in me knowing that's not forever. Mm-hmm. And some people don't have that. Right. And that, that breaks my heart to think that, mm-hmm. you know? But so the, I always like to tell people, like, it's temporary. As bad as it is, it's just temporary. And you, you might feel like shit for a couple of years, how, however long it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you're going to pass, you know, you're going to pass that. Yeah. And it's hard. At the moment, it doesn't seem like it's possible. Mm-hmm. As the sun comes in. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, but it is. But it is, and it's just cool. something that I like to make sure I put out there and like kind of keep the hope alive. It's because mm-hmm. time feels like it's stopping. Oh yeah. Know? When it's going good, time flies by. Everything oh, yeah. oh, yeah. is like you hit the muck. You're in the mud. And you're like, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going away. Yeah. <laughs> but you feels talk like yourself spread. out of it. You know, and that's what I have to do. And sometimes I physically smack myself. I know that's weird, but I do. And I'm just like, snap <laughs> out of it. And I start freaking out. I'm just like, pull it together. You know. Yeah. This is it. Everyone who's... I yell at myself in the mirror. You have to. I mean, you have to do those things sometimes because... I talk nice to myself. Yeah. You, you talk nice to myself. I mean, I try to talk nice to myself too, but I just have to say, you know, just like you put yourself in it. No other choice. Like my grandma's dead. No choice. You're, all You're in the trenches. Yep. You know, right. keep going. So... Awesome. That's what awesome. it is. Yay. All right. Well, Damaris, Thank thanks you. a lot. It was awesome to have you on. And to all you guys listening, as always, please comment, share, ask any question that you have, um, and uh, definitely support the podcast. And um, one last question, Damaris, before we go. Where can people, where's your store, a new store going to be, where can they find you, all that stuff? 
So hopefully, right after Thanksgiving, we're moving to 710 University, which is in the Flatiron Building, where Starry Nights is, Atlantic Meets University. So it's that cool-shaped triangular corner there. There's a light there. And we're excited to bring more fresh juice and some other goodies to the area and just kind of be more in the city. So mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Thanks a lot, Maris. Thank, Thank you. you.